Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about worth the wait, and we're coming from the book of Matthew chapter 27. So grab your journals. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, last week we talked about misplaced faith and we talked about making sure your faith is in God and not just the thing that God has promised you. Now, this week, God began to speak to me about giving up the promise. And when you think about that, even that sounds kind of crazy because it's just like, well, why would I give up the promise that God has promised to me? What do you mean by give it up? And when I was reading the book of Matthew 27, verse 50, it says, and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Now, Jesus was the Messiah. What he was giving up was his life. He was the Messiah. This is the word of God. He was what God said he was going to be. But in this moment, I underline he gave up. And I don't know if you guys are anything like me, but on my journey with my relationship with God, I've had those seasons to where I was having faith for something and I was working towards something. And it just seemed like I got to that point where nothing I could do can make this thing come to pass. It just seemed like, God, I done tried everything that I could try. I done tried all the stepping out on faith that I could try. I can't step no more. I don't know what else to do. Like I've tried everything to make this thing come to pass. I give up. And when I read this verse where it says he cried out again in a loud voice that y'all ever had a season where it just feels like you've tried everything and you do one last prayer and you cry that last tear and then you just get to that point to where it feels like I give up. I tried. It's nothing else I can think of. It's nothing else I can do. I give up. And that is what I got from this verse where it says Jesus gave up his spirit and that's where he died. So this is equivalent to the promise dying, giving up the, cause the thing is the promise died because he, he, he gave it, he gave up his spirit. They didn't take it. He gave it up. So what happens when you try so hard to work towards or to make the promise of God come to pass? And then you realize that there's nothing else that you can do. So you feel like just giving up. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me in those seasons where I felt like giving up on the thing that God promised me or told me was going to come to pass, I felt defeated. I felt like, how could I give up on this? How could I get to this place to where I don't want to cry for this anymore? I don't want to try to figure this out anymore. I don't want to try to work on this anymore. I don't want to try to work towards this anymore. I just give up. How, how do you give up? on something that God spoke to you or God promised you. God is not a man that he shall lie. His words cannot return to him void. So how am I giving up on what he said? And God showed me that in some seasons, not all seasons, this word is for a particular group. In some seasons, God causes us or calls us to give up on the thing that he promises because when we give up, We surrender our strength to him and then we're weak. And what happens when we're weak? The word tells us that he's strong. See, this is the part of the walk with God. And this is the part of the promise that not a lot of people talk about. We talk about stepping out on faith. We talk about having faith. We talking about putting our works in and making sure we're doing what we can do. But there are some seasons to where God says, I need you to surrender it to me. I need Abraham. I need you to bring that son to me. Yeah. The son that I promised you, I need you to give up and kill him. Sometimes God will call you 
to surrender the promise, to give up. It says he gave up his spirit. They didn't kill him. He gave it up. Giving up the promise of God takes another level of faith. The next thing that comes with giving up the promise of God is all the people that you told about a promise. When I continue to read Matthew 27, verse 55 says, many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph and, and the mother of Zebedee's son. So there's another level of faith that comes with giving up the promise because you're not just giving up the promise. You're also making yourself look a type of way to the people that you told about the promise. Because when God gave you the promise, when God gave you the word, you had so much faith in it. You were so sure of it. You were so confident in it because your God is not a man that he should lie. You was confident in this thing that you told other people about this thing. So now you're in this season to where you feel like giving up on this thing. And it's like, God, I'm going to look like a liar. God, I said this and I stood on this and I said that this is what you told me. And now I'm in this season where I have to give it up. And many are watching. It says in verse 55, many women were there watching from a distance. See, it's one type of pain to give up on the promise, but it's another type of pain when the people that was standing there watching you work towards this promise got to watch you give it up too. Because you know, it'd be 50, 50, 50% of the crowd be believing in you, but 50% of the crowd be doubting you. So now it feels like the 50% that was that of me was right because I had to give it up in the first place. God, why would you put me in this type of predicament? God, why would you make me speak boldly about you, what you said if it wasn't going to come to pass? God, why would you make me have faith for something that was going to fail me? God, all of these people, are, it says many women were there watching as Jesus gave up his spirit. And when God begins to speak to me about the seasons where you have to give up the promise, you have to surrender the promise, you have to sacrifice the promise, and you have to take whatever that whatever backlash comes from that, you have to take and stand in that. And God says, in those seasons where that happens, I need you to remember what I said. I know that you have to give it up. I know it feels like I lied. I know it feels like my promise didn't come to pass. I know it feels like you stepped out on faith for nothing. I know the people that's what the many that are watching from a distance are talking about you. I know they saying you was crazy for believing in me in the first place. I know they saying you was crazy for having that type of crazy faith, but I need you to remember what I said because I didn't forget what I said. I didn't forget the promise that I made to you. And I know the circumstances is trying to make me out to be a liar. But if you could just hold on to what I said, it'll make all the difference. As I continue to read Matthew 27, when I got to verse 62, it says, the next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So if the Pharisees, the ones who didn't believe can remember what God said. We definitely can remember what God said. See, even the people that are watching, even the people that are hating, even the people that are doubting what God is going to do, they still remember what you said God said. They still remember the promise even when you gave it up, even when it seemed like it failed, even when it seemed like it wasn't going to come to pass. At the end of the day, that seed was still planted in their mind and they still know that you said what God said he was going to do. See, that is 
that's the thing. It's about the seed. It's not just about God getting glory from your life. He want to make a believer out of the believers. So he needed you to have faith. He needed you to stand on his word. He needed you to spread his word. He needed you to believe in the promise. Even though it looks like the promise is dead. Even though it looks like you gave up on what he said. Even though they throwing slick remarks and talking about you was crazy for believing in the first place. They still remember what you said he said he was going to do. And he said, this is exactly how I want it to play out. I know it looks like everything is a mess. I know it looks like the promise ain't going to come to pass. I know it looks like I let you down, but this is exactly what I want to happen. They remember what I said. I need you to remember what I said, because what I said will be worth the wait. When you continue to read Matthew 27, it talks about how after the Pharisees and the priests said that they set up for the tomb to be secured with the best security. They got all the best guards. If I read it verbatim, it says that they gave the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. They went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. They went by putting a seal on the stone and posting a guard. They got their best security up against this thing. See, because the thing is, even when it looks like the promise is dead, even when it looks like God didn't do what he said, the believers and the non-believers still have his word playing in the back of their mind because that's how powerful the word of God is. Even when it looks like the situation is done with, it's still some, some thoughts back there that's saying, but God can do all things. It's still some thoughts back there that's saying, I still got to watch this thing. It's still some thoughts back there that's saying I still don't know what God can do from the believers in the unbelievers and God is saying that's the part that I'm gonna move on see I understand how the mind works and even though in the physical this thing looks dead my word is still resonating in the mental in the spiritual my word is still coming forth I don't care what it looks like in the physical I don't care what you see in front of you because I know what my word can do and you've already planted a seed when you believed in the promise and now your work is done see that's the thing with the promise we think that it's our job to bring this thing to pass and God says you already did what I needed you to do I needed you to plant the seed not just in your heart but in the heart of the unbelievers good job you were a great vessel you got the word out and now because it's out of your hands and it's out of your physical ability they think it's not going to come to pass but it was never going to come to pass by your ability in the first place it was always a spiritual work it was always my job to make it come to pass so when you gave up on it that was just the physical rim giving up on something that was always being released from the spiritual this promise was never gonna come through you in the first place you are not physically capable to bring this type of miracle to pass i just used you as a vessel to get the physical the physical part of it done i just needed the seeds to be planted in the unbelievers i just needed you to be my mouthpiece i just needed you to be my vessel to believe and now that you've done everything that you can do in the physical realm i need you to give it up but i want you to understand that the rest is going to be worth the wait so as you read Matthew 27 and it, and it talks about the Pharisees and the priests going there and saying, we remember he said he's going to rise on the third day. So make sure you secure the tomb and they secure the tomb with the seal on the stone and post in the guard. When you get to Matthew chapter 28, it says after the, after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And, and that's today. See what God is saying today is, 
Do you have active faith to continue to look for the promise even when it looks like it's dead? Even when it looks like all bets are off? Even when you give up in the physical, do you have enough active faith to still go and look for the promise? It says they went to the tomb. This wasn't something that was in their house where they just rolled over and their eyes had to be on it. No, they actually got up, put on clothes and walked down there to look at the tomb even though the situation was dead. And for those who this word is for, God is saying it's it's a it's a promise in your life that's looking like it's dead. You you actually have felt like you've given up on it because in the physical realm, there's nothing else that you can do to bring this thing to pass. So in the physical realm, from your perspective, from the people's perspective around you, this thing is dead. And God is saying today, do you have enough active faith to continue to look for something that looks dead? Because this is the final hour. It's in this hour that people rob themselves of the promise or miss out on the promise because when it looks dead, they think it's dead. When they look, when it looks dead, they think that's the end. And God is saying, can you show me your act of faith in the face of failure? Can you show me your act of faith in the face of something that looks like it's not coming back to life? Can you show me your act of faith in the face of something that looks like I lied and I didn't do what I said I was going to do? Can you show me your act of faith? Can you show me your hope for this thing? Can can you show me that you believe in my power to make something out of nothing? Can you show me your active faith? Can you get up and keep going to look for it? Can you get up and keep applying for the jobs? Can you get up and keep planning the wedding? Can you get up and keep working towards the business? Can you get up and keep working towards the, the, the finances even though it looks like nothing is coming in? Can you get up, put on your clothes and go and see what God said he's going to do even when it looks like it's dead and nothing's happening? It says that the Marys went to the tomb. Whoever this word is for, because it's for somebody. God is saying, this is the final hour. And I need you to keep looking at the tomb. Today's seed is the act of faith seed. I need you to keep looking at the tomb. I need you to keep having faith. I need you to keep going to check the tomb. I need you to keep going to check where the promise was laid down. I need you to keep going to check where you gave up at. I need you to keep going to check where the promise is, is resting. I need you to keep going to check where you felt like you couldn't do it anymore. I need you to keep going to check the area of your life where you felt defeated. I need you to keep going to check the area of your life where your knowledge failed you. I need you to keep going to check the area of your life where it looks like it took the promise from you because you couldn't figure out how to get past that point. God said, I need you to keep going to check that area. Keep going to look at that area. Keep going to check on that area and see what I said I was going to do. I need you to keep going to check on the tomb. And if you're sewing the act of faith seed, you can sew that to a dollar sign in Christian Bay or PayPal Zell to Christian Bay at gmail.com. That information and links is in the description. Active faith. Because when you read, it says that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. And it says that there was a violent earthquake and an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it, sat on the thing that was supposed to stop the promise of God. See, this is only something that God's hand can do. You giving up because God is telling you surrender to surrender, surrender it to me, daughter, give it to me. Now I'm going to step in now. Let me be the father that goes before you. You've done all you can do. It's out of your hands. Now it's out of your control. Now don't feel defeated because you gave up. Don't feel defeated because you don't have the answers. Don't feel defeated because you don't know what to do next. Let me take it from here. 
And it says an angel came from heaven and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards that were there were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the thing about it is the promise of God will always be attacked. But because these unbelievers knew how powerful the word of God was, they put extra protection in front of the tomb. And God said, I like when it looks like it's double attack because I, did, I, I didn't get to do my work two times. I get to show how powerful I am. When they try to come against you more than they would normally come against you, when they try to stop you more than they would normally stop you, they calling up the, the big executives up against you. They calling up the big people to come against you. It's because they understand the power that's inside of the promise that I gave to you. But I like when it gets sticky like this. You know how sticky it can get. I like when it gets sticky like this because then I can really show out. God said they could, they put in a stone. I moved the stone and I sat on it. They had their priest there, their priest. They had their, uh, what they had there. I don't even know what they had. They had their guards posted there. The guards fell down as soon as my angel showed up. I want to show you that not even your best attack can come against the anointing that's in the promise of God. So God is saying, I understand you gave up on it. I understand it's hard to sit in this season of not knowing what's happening next because you don't took your hand off of it. But I want you to know today that it's going to be worth the way I just need you to have active faith and active faith does not mean having your hands on the promise active faith in this type of season means remembering the word that he gave you see when we think about active faith we automatically associate that with having to do something I need to physically do something but God is saying in this season your active faith is just maintaining your peace your active faith is just believing your active faith is just having hope it's not nothing that's physically being done I just need you to remember what I said that's it I need you to remember what I said and look for it. That's active. That's what I mean by active faith. When you sow the active faith seed, you're saying, I remember what God said. When you sow the active faith seed, you're saying, I'm trusting in what God said. When you sow the active faith seed, you're saying, I'm looking for what God said. They didn't do nothing but go look at the tomb. They just got up and went and looked at the tomb. That's it. They didn't have to push the rock. They didn't have to move the stone. They didn't have to fight the guards. All they had to do was have enough faith to look. And that is what God is calling us to do in this season. I just need you to have enough active faith to believe and remember what I said the promise will be. When you continue to read Matthew 28, verse five says, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. <laughs> he has risen just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell, then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. She said, I know why you here, but he is not here. He is risen. That promise came to pass outside of their hands. And for whoever this word is for, the promise that God has given you, I know it feels like you're defeated because you gave up on it. But I want you to understand that your physical strength cannot bring this to pass. You've done all that you can do in the physical realm. God said, good job. You did your part, but now I need you to be hands off because my spirit is going to lead the way from here. Your part is to just remember what I said, believe, and keep looking for it until you see it with your active faith.
So I'll end this episode with saying, this is the final hour. That's why everything looks so dark. That's why you have so many doubts and so many questions and so many thoughts running through your mind because your physical strength has been drained out of you. It's no longer in your hands. It's nothing else that you can do at this point. And that's why you feel so weak and defeated. But God is saying, I am taking it from here and my spirit will do the rest in this final hour. I just need you to have active faith mentally. Keep your peace. Keep your eyes set on me and remember what I said and look for it. It's nothing else for you to do. Nothing else that that can be done in the physical realm. It's nothing else that can be done in the physical realm. I just need you to remember what I said. Your active faith is mental now. Active is not moving anything around or doing anything with your hands. Just mentally keep your eyes set on me and continue to replay what I said. Remember what I said and look for what I said, because it will be worth the wait. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on this podcast. Father God, I pray over every person under the sound of my voice. Father God, I pray that this word reaches the ear that you set out for it to reach. And I pray that they have a new meaning of active faith, Father God. I pray that they allow their faith to change the way they view their situations, Father God. I pray that they go blind to the physical and that spiritually they just replay the promise that you spoke into them, Father God. The promise from your Holy Spirit, Father God the promise that you've called us to stand on and believe in, in spite of what we see, Father God, I pray that they have enough faith to stand and not try to work it out on their own or not try to make it come to pass on their own, Father God, but just to have faith to believe in your word because your word is your word itself. It doesn't need our help. It'll be by the spirit alone, Father God. So we thank you for bringing us to this point. We thank you for giving us clarity. We thank you for giving us understanding, Father God. And I pray now that you give us strength to stand and take our hands off of it, Father God, and watch you move like only you can move, Father God. Keep our eyes set on the tomb. Keep our eyes set on the promise. Keep our eyes set in a posture of expectation because you are not a man that you should lie and your word will never return to you void. So Father God, we put our hands up, but we keep our eyes set and we stand on what you said, Father God. I thank you for those who sow into this word, Father God. I pray that they receive a harvest tenfold, not just in finances, Father God, but in your presence, in your promise, in what you said, in in their careers, in their schools, in their homes, Father God, in their marriages. Allow them to see your promise come forth and come to pass, Father God. Allow all doubt and worry and fear, depression, anxiety be, to be drained out of our mind, Father God, out of our heart. Uproot the seeds, Father God, and replace it with faith and hope and trust in you, Father God. You have never let us down and you will never let us down. So you are where we will place our confidence, Father God, and we will keep our eyes set on you and your promise until we see what you said, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. Bye.